Welcome to Tips and Sips, an excellent cigar experience. I am your host, Brandon Thompson. These are my co-hosts, Ashley Young and Howard Thompson. What's up, guys? Hey there. How y'all doing? I'm doing um, wonderful now. <laughs> I spent my whole day in recovery um, from a hangover. So I'm back. I'm, I'm feeling good now. Well, <laughs> date night. It was, no. <laughs> no, you, I would have What was you drinking? That. Um, eighteen hundred reposado, which is not my favorite, but um, we That's did that. That's a good go-to, though. Yeah, it is. It is, especially here. Um, and we did um, Don Julio um, eighteen hundred or Don Julio, Julio reposado. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So we did, we had a little bit of both. Actually, that bottle was in my car, and I and I was like gagging looking at it getting in the car. <laughs> so but yeah, I feel good today. I feel I feel better. I had a. Um, a recovery meal, so. Did you smoke it all yesterday? Um, I did not. Uh, we we had a funeral, unfortunately. Um, my uncle passed away, and so we were doing his um, service. We did his service yesterday, so I was really exhausted um, from from all the tears. Yeah. I, I can't. Um, I can't smoke it. I can't drink and not smoke. I can smoke and not drink, but I can't. Have some liquor. I don't. I don't think I need either one, but I feel. But I feel great when I have them both together. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like they right. go hand in hand together, but I don't need one for the other. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, like I can, but I, I either have to do them like in a very specific order, um, because I usually don't smoke cigars when, when I'm uh, drinking, smoke other things, but. Um, I have to either do it beforehand or I have to be doing it like concurrently. So mm-hmm. if, if I do one and then switch to the other, it just really never turns out that well, to be honest. So what you smoking, Howard? Today I'm smoking New World Candle Um Today, nothing. I'm also drinking nothing <laughs> because, yeah, I needed to recover. I needed a day. Are you in them thirties now? I, right. you know, like you know. She woke up hard. Look, she, we gonna have to do a podcast on so they can see us, man, because she ain't matching at all. At all. I, first of she all, my look. shirt and pants match. My my um shoes, they're just flip flops, guys. Uh, they don't match. But I that's got an okay. extra iron. I'm gonna give you too. So it's cool. You look like you've been wrestling all day. <laughs> so I'm smoking the um, Amazon Basin, which Ooh. is very rare and. Uh, Hard to get. Yeah, y'all actually got this box in Wednesday, right? Wednesday, and it was gone on Wednesday. Oh, it was it was on Thursday, but like mm-hmm. er, like by by like probably like one thirty on Wednesday. <laughs> but it was early by Thursday, it was gone. But this is a great smoke, though. It's mm-hmm. a full smoke, though. That's yeah. a full stick. And I'm drinking Crown Royal. Oh, yeah, that's a great stick, and, and a lot of people are not hit to it because it is a seasonal smoke. Mm-hmm. So um, they wait four years um, before they release. Uh, they age it. They age the sticks four years before they release. Do these releases um, once a year, um, and so that's why they're so rare and so hard to find. But it is. Um, that's why it's such a a unique flavor that comes comes with that. Now there's one like that though. It has two rings on it. Now that's the other one. I forgot it was named after a, an explorer. Explorer. He explored the um, Amazon River. Well, they say he. He you discovered know how that goes. <laughs> right. You know how that yeah. goes. Uh, I forgot his name, though. But, oh, this is a new river. I'm discovering. Excuse me, black man. I'm taking a picture. I'm taking a picture. Indigenous black man. 
you know, this is my discovery. Right. <laughs> I discovered after we killed all the people right, that were already right, there. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, and for some reason, all the women down here have syphilis. They didn't have it till we got here. But. <laughs> right. That's like your boy in Hawaii. He went and did that. They got a statue of him. That one explorer that went and he got the Polynesian Islands. Mm -hmm. Went down there and then developed the. Uh, Pocahontas was, uh, isn't that the movie Pocahontas, wasn't that uh, about her? Well, I, I think, no, that was about, um, she lived in, like, what was considered America. No, it was one of them, it was a, it was a Disney movie that they made beautiful, mm -hmm. but technically it was a white explorer that went in there and got some girl, she was like 13 years old. Isn't that most Disney movies, though? Yeah, yes. yeah, horrible. I was going to say, I mean, I, if we're being honest. Yeah. Well, see, you know, a lot of the cartoons, like, you, you know, because, like, for years, you didn't see the old Mickey Mouse at all because they had to go and they had to take stuff yeah. out. And oh yeah, those were very yeah, racist. racist. Yeah. and rapey too. They had a lot of, a bit. yeah, they had like a lot of connotation on not just not just you know black but women in general. Mm -hmm. and, oh man. Well, I'm gonna say a lot of that stuff ended up resurfacing now that we've gotten older and people found out that that stuff was that, right. that they had to do all this editing and stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah. And people were because um, Disney Walt Disney himself was under fire. Uh, excuse me for a lot of that because people were saying like you know he gets all this praise and you know he has this whole um you know disneyland and all this stuff and disney world but they're like i don't even know like this man allowed a lot of stuff you yeah, know they said he was a pedophile right? yeah he allowed a lot a lot of allowed a lot of stuff and, and especially when it came to the the stuff that he was making in cartoons it was right. you know it was a lot of racism in it um and, and they were, you know, they were like, well, his leg, you know, how they preserve those legacies, oh, yeah, but not yeah, the yeah, others. Yeah, but. Yeah. Cool. So I got some, I got, I got a few topics that I'm going to talk about tonight. But this first one really interests me. So what does a cigar symbolize? Now, most people don't know that the, the, the cigar is a phallic symbol, okay? A phallic symbol is any object that resembles or might be taken as a representative as a representation of the penis, okay? Really? Interesting. So, so uh... So I'm gonna <clears> just start chewing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they know about me good. <laughs> so, uh, it is represent representative of the masculinity and raw energy, okay? So, different kinds of cigars and how you like your cigars for men mm -hmm. can tell you about your sex life. Really? Uh, That's so, interesting. Uh, like, if you like a dry or a, like, uh, you know, dried out cigar. Right. Or kind of shriveled, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> um, it may be a pun on your lack of sex life. Interesting. Yeah, a, a cigar is a symbol whose meaning can vary. But it burns so bad, like, because I like mine dry, but... My life is kind of well, dry. Well, I was going to say, but we're talking about the life that you live right now. It's, it is kind of true. Made, I, had, but, I made love last week. <laughs> I was the only one there. <laughs> but, but most people see them as a dream symbol. Yeah. Kind of, really? You know, but it is a... Uh, it is it a, originated uh, as a phallic symbol. That's right, interesting. Symbol, yeah. So, I, I mean, to my understanding, I always, um, even kind of before I got, like, really deep into the cigar industry, um, to me, it was, you know, uh, a, 
status symbol um, of like wealth and power. Um, And and I think that that was um, partially due to just like, you know, what you see on TV in terms of who you normally saw smoking a cigar. It was usually, you know, an Italian mob boss or someone who's in this, you know, super high uh, position of power um, and respect amongst his peers. You know, was always smoking a really huge cigar, and and that's funny because when I started working, um, and you know, working in the cigar industry, I would have people who never smoked a day in their life, and they were worried about the aesthetic of the cigar rather than the flavor of the cigar, and they'd be like, "I want something, you know, the Stogies. I want it, you know, I want, I want oh, yeah, the aesthetic. Yeah. You know what I mean?" Right, right, and, right. and so, I I always understood it, you know, that way that it was more so, you know, towards that um, that status symbol. Um, because you do have a lot of, um, especially like wealthy white men who, who specifically, um, that I've always seen smoking. Um, and this was, I mean, way well before now, I think now that's definitely opened up a lot more and we're getting more involved in this industry. But when I first kind of ever saw cigars, it was definitely like powerful white men. I would say though, in, in my opinion though, I think your palate changes because of the palate change, like to me, a, a smaller gauge has a better flavor, mm-hmm. you know. And like I, when I smoke a big gauge, it's almost just like just too much. I don't know if it's like overpowering taste or whatever, but it doesn't taste as, and it's not as relaxing as you smoke a smaller gauge. Mm-hmm. Like anything below a, a 52 gauge is pretty good for me, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's the, the best for me. Like I really like the uh, my favorite stick is the. Uh, we're going to do size, it would be the, um, who is it, the slimness about six and a half by 42. The Toro or the Corona? No, no, it's longer than that. Um, they usually, I used to smoke the uh, Rocky Patrol song, song rolling in those. Is it like the Robusto Rondes? No, I can't remember the name of it. Oh, it's almost like a Lonsdale, yeah, yeah, almost, you know. So yeah, that's what I like though. But it, it's just it's weird though. I, I never even thought about it like that. But it, I don't think that that's accurate for me though. Well, when's the last time you you, you had sex with somebody else? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, a hey, woman, hey, woman, and we don't judge. You right. tips to six. <laughs> man, when was uh, that last time somebody else was involved? Yeah. In, in, <laughs> oh, two people. That's a, that's you know. That's a courtship. Now, you know, I've been, I've been celibate for a minute. So, and, and that's Voluntarily? Not, voluntarily. <laughs> Listen, now, you know, I, actually, it's seen me. I passed stuff up. I passed up. I just, yeah. you know, once, it's weird, you know, we can get into this on another topic, but um, once you've been in love, mm-hmm. sex yeah, is different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I it's agree. like, once you have, like, a, a mental thing going with it, it's just not the same. And like everybody that I encounter, man, I just I always have like one too many conversations with them. Like that last conversation, I'm like, oh, I can't, you know, because like if I don't see a future, not I'm I'm not saying I'm planning a marriage when I'm with you or something like that, but I just gotta know that I can rock with you for a duration and not be annoyed or irritated. Mm-hmm. And because that's something that never we're gonna usually come with with that. Yeah. So it's just yeah, it's it's by choice, man. So don't quit, you know, quit doing me like that. <laughs> <laughs> quit doing me like that. But I was going to say, I mean, I prefer, like you said, a, a smaller stick. Like, Toro is really, 
the the biggest that I prefer to go like if I've smoked other sticks obviously that are 60s um, to, to know my product and, and stuff like that but for real the Corona size or um, like Toro or even the Robusto Grandes actually end up being really good sizes because you get a lot of the flavor is jam-packed in a smaller you know um, stick so you can really get all the flavor um, with that small stick and very quickly and still be able to taste everything you need to taste all the tasting notes now right. some there are some sticks that I know that like um, their claim to fame is having more than one flavor throughout the draw of that stick mm -hmm. um, and so those may be a little bit longer so I've smoked those too and because they're changing it's not so um, tumultuous to get through because you know that it's going to be changing through right. so but other than that I do prefer a, a, a smaller gauge um, just because I think, like I said, you can get the flavor out of it um, without having to be smoking for so long either. Well, I read this in an article, and, I've, and to me, uh, this was an opinion of a guy. His name is uh, Sigmund Freud. Sigmund Freud. Yeah, I mean, Sigmund Freud. Sorry, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I said Freud. Freud. Sigmund Freud. I think it's kind of biased because he he only uh, talks about men. You know yeah. What I'm saying? So he's yeah. not. Even acknowledging yeah, that yeah. side of that. the one who always he always said that it reverts back to you having sex with your mom. Was that is that the one? Was that Sigmund Freud or the other one? I've never, I don't, I don't, I've never heard that theory by him. I just know Sigmund Freud. I mean, he comes up a lot in um, like psychology oh, um, right, studies right, and stuff. Right, um, right, right. And well, this was his opinion. Yeah, he okay. he had like a bunch of theories mm -hmm. and and that you would would talk about in um, mm -hmm. psych. I just found it interesting. You know, I, I had never heard that. I I, I never knew that. Yeah, I never that that was completely shocking to me. I had never heard it even remotely related to that. But I guess it's like when you have men like that's a job. Y'all relate a lot of things that have nothing to do with nothing back to that. <laughs> so it's kind of not surprising. But yeah, that was the first time I've ever heard that. But 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 interesting. Though. It's the lines there. That's what I was thinking. Six and a half by forty two gauge. And I smoked it. That's my favorite Padron ever. Oh okay. Yeah, I love that stick. So yeah. So while we're on, on the topic of cigars, uh, I also read an article. I was I've been reading a lot this whole week, you know, and finding, <laughs> right. and finding all kind of stuff that kind of you know uh, caught my interest. But um, Mark Twain, well, that was his author name. His name was Samuel Clemens. Okay. 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 You just told me something because I've never <laughs> known his real name <laughs> so, ever. Um, he was a legendary author. You know, Huckleberry Finn, Tom Sawyer. Mm -hmm. um, he was known as the most famous cigar smoker in the world, okay? He was known to smoke 22 cigars a day, okay? There was one day he recorded 40 cigars in one day. He was also known to fall asleep with his cigar in his mouth still lit. Very dangerous. You know, uh, <laughs> that was just his thing. He just loves it. I don't know what cigar he liked, plus this was back in the, in the 1800s also, so I don't know what cigar I wonder, he liked yeah. or what, what brand he went with, but um, I, I found this very interesting, though. He quit smoking cigars when he got married. <laughs> and uh, at the same time, he lost his writing creativity. You know, his wife convinced him to stop smoking cigars. Cigars helped him create. You know, yeah. so leave it to a woman to uh, ruin your life. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but he, Who he smoked, all he smoked uh, pipes after that a little bit. Uh, and then I believe he, uh, uh, he lost a young son. And that's when he quit completely writing. Like, yeah, I do. I do remember that. But I think that 
like I get it because because you because everyone has a creative process that has to happen usually well, when yeah, they're doing but that. You got to get into a different mode for that, and sometimes mm-hmm. cigars get you there. No, definitely. I was gonna say. I mean, I think that everyone has their creative process and what preps them to get into a mode of creating. Because because people think that like when you're creative or you do writing or any really anything, even with makeup, like I have to put myself in a certain space to do that because I don't always want to do it. Right. Um, and and there's a certain preparation that comes behind that. Um, to get you there, but I do also think that like okay, he stopped smoking cigars. You just got to come up with a new process really to, to start writing. You right, know what I mean? Or right, get you right. to that point. Um, but I, I I was surprised to hear that though. I, I actually didn't know. I, and I imagine that the cigars back then were not that great. Like I, you know what I mean? For you to be smoking yeah. twenty two a day. So he had a <laughs> he had a very famous quote that mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know about. Mm-hmm. If smoking is not allowed in heaven. I shall not go. <laughs> <laughs> I that feel like was... a lot of people feel that way, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> Very people with a cigar. That's how they feel. Right, right. But I, I didn't know he was a, he, that he was considered the most famous. Um, I thought, like you had mentioned, it was Churchill. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I didn't know that. That was, that was that definitely an interesting um I agree with the thought process though, because when I have a lot of my mind, I, I but like I don't want a cigar crowd. I might come and get one, and if mm-hmm. nobody's back there, I'll stay, or I go find a little little corner and sit by myself, and, mm-hmm. or I smoke at home. But then, you know, after I get relaxed and all, then, then my flow starts going. So I understand that completely. Yeah, your jokes start flowing. Well, I you know the thing is. I smoke, like, people usually get those celebratory sticks, mm-hmm. you know, and they sit up there and they, like, you know, we're celebrating the baby, celebrating this. I smoke really, really good sticks on really, really shit days. Mm-hmm. And it changes my mood, like, if I can just sit back, because it'll calm me, it'll relax me, you know, and then, then from there, I can get my flow going. I can figure out what I need to do to get out that situation or whatever. But, you know, a lot of people, you know, think that uh, you're only supposed to smoke good sticks on good, good occasions. But I think it, it does change my process. Uh, so I agree with that. I wonder if it's when you smoke and you like, when I'm stressed and I smoke a cigar, I think it's the way you breathe or it's like. Oh, yeah, it is a breathing know, technique. Yeah, yep, it's, yep. It kind of relaxes you. Yeah. Well, and the and a lot of people, um, even if it's not necessarily like cigars, but like with vaping too, um, they said it's just something about like the motion of smoking, but also um, like the the white cloud. They said it's something relaxing about you know seeing that or like you know being in that. So they said that that okay. that's helpful for that. them yeah. as well. A lot of the um, vape smokers said that they feel that way. Um, even if it's like the non nicotine vapors, they said that that motion of smoking and. Um, the, the white cloud just kind of like just relaxing to me. So I, I can see that. I can see that. Like I said, I, you know, I do alternative forms of smoking that white cloud house too. <laughs> That's very relaxing. It's a very relaxing white cloud. <laughs> uh, he, he once said that uh, to see smoking is the easiest thing. He said, I ought to know. I've done it a thousand times. <laughs> and I found that funny. I find myself looking at my smoke too when I blow it out, mm-hmm. making rings and just watching it go up. And yeah, I think it's a, it's so funny because it's a very like basic activity, but like you can't really find like so many enjoyable things about it. Like you said, making the rings and it and you're and that has nothing to do with nobody else. Like you know what I'm saying? You you could be in the corner doing that by yourself, right. and you're entertaining yourself. Right. 
I still can't breathe through the nose though. The retro healing? Yeah, can I cannot do that. Oh man. I'm almost like <laughs> I don't think it's definitely trying. to be done with um, fuller smokes, especially when you're learning. Because I sat here and did it with you guys when I was here, but I but that was a more of like a medium smoke. But I don't think, especially not the first time, just because I could tell by the way it felt for me. I don't think you're supposed to do that with something super cool to start. Oh no. Yeah, I think yeah. So but you're gonna have to probably knock it down a couple right, notches and right, try it. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I can't. I can you can you smoke uh, while you're doing something though? Can you move around and it's I can smoke, but I can't hold a cigar in my mouth and do something. You know what I mean? I can't either. I choke. I'll be choking. Yeah. Like it goes in the nose. <laughs> right. Yeah, it'll be all extra wet. Yeah. And then it goes up my glasses and just, oh. Oh, man. smoking the glasses is the worst. Oh, yeah. I always thought those people who could hold those, hold a stick in the mouth or even just like, like cigarettes and stuff. Oh, yes. Yes. Like, I just Who's always thought that guy? they were like, that, that was pretty cool because yeah. I, I can't do that. And to this day, I can't do it. I, you know, and it's funny because, uh, like today when I got home, I did a bunch of running. I was smoking while I was doing the running, but I got home and I had a half a stick left. Um, I get on the Xbox and I, I throw on some uh, some music and I, I start zoning out. And I took my cigar and I put it in my mouth. Didn't light it. <laughs> I just kept it there and I was grooving. Mm-hmm. It just felt pleasing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, you know you weren't smoking. Yeah, but that kind of kind of gets me back to your whole first statement. It kind of bothers me now. What? If I have something in my mouth. <laughs> you know? Like, I'm feeling some kind of way now. I'm going to start smoking in private. <laughs> you know? Like, like, yeah. like, <laughs> Look, smoking in the car. <laughs> On the down low. You know who I thought was randomly good at? at that that I've just um, observed a few times Joe Clark he does oh, he yeah, talks he and, and yeah. like he can have a full conversation in it mm-hmm. and that'll be like right here and I'm like my it would have been hit the floor like several times mm-hmm. by now yeah, he smokes those big ones too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he can talk and move around a room mm-hmm. and greet people and it'll, it'll still be right there like it cracks me up because they always do that with the um the people who like smoke cigarettes and they uh they're mechanics oh <laughs> yeah and they just uh, have it hanging, hanging on the side. yes and they don't ever drop it and, and have a conversation with it still in their mouth right yeah, right yeah. that is a skill i don't care what anybody says <laughs> that is a real that skill so i was uh reading an article about this movie that came out in, in uh, 2011. Mm-hmm. it's a porn parody based on the movie Roots, okay? And, and the porno is called Can't Be Roots, okay? And it was hilarious. I, I've, I've never seen the movie, okay? But I was reading this article of this guy who reviewed it, and his biggest problem with the movie was that in the time setting that it's supposed to be in, they were using condoms, and he was pissed because they had a condom on it, and condoms weren't invented yet. <laughs> I was just thinking like, yeah, that's why people had 13 babies. Yeah. They pull <laughs> out games this week. Point. You know, not all right. all the racism in the movie or the fact that it's, you know, glorifying uh, white women, you know, having sex with her, with her slaves. Yeah, and, you yeah, know, yeah. he was just mad about that. Right. And it had me cracking up. Like, I, I just couldn't <laughs> believe it. Like, <laughs> this is your biggest problem? But, yeah, but hold on. <laughs> movie, even though movies are movies, movie accuracy bothers me when it's really, really bad. Yeah. Remember, I was telling you about like when the, when you see there in the rain and it's only raining on one side of the right, car right. and the other side of the car is dry, yeah. or they they run through the rain and they get it, they walk through the door and they completely dry. I pay attention to that too, like in the, in the show when they drink or something, and then in, in the next scene, it's um, empty. 
you know, or 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 the cup is over here. You know, right. or, or or the shirt changes. Right. Yeah. 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 I was gonna say I look, I look at those things now in movies, and I always try to find like where the scenes, like you said, where they like clearly cut and mm. and didn't you know take things right back to right, how they right, were, right. and you can tell you you find them and you're like, now I can't focus. Yes, you know I saying? can't because <laughs> I'm looking at all the other things that are like right. off that they didn't change. Dude, that's the those black exploitation movies, man. In the '70s, they did that all the time. You would see the boot mic drop down and, and the scene. <laughs> oh man. You might right. be back there a couple more times. Well, my right? biggest problem with the uh, movies, and my wife always points it out to me, that when I watch a movie, I'm always trying to find the uh, symbolism. And I was yeah, <laughs> or like the uh, hidden agenda and stuff like that. that. I'm no, but but then I missed the whole them. movie. And then I missed right, the whole right, point right, of the right, movie. Right, you know? right. <laughs> but there, are, there always really is though. Mm-hmm. There's always a lot of symbolism and. I feel like that for me happens after the movie's over, yeah. so I get to actually enjoy the movie. But I do go back and think like, what was really going on here? Yeah. What were they really trying to say? Right, right. <laughs> like that "Don't Look Up" movie. I mean, that was definitely something that was supposed to provoke that. I think anyway, yeah. that was made to. It's a Netflix uh, movie that pretty much just talks about how um, we are very gullible um, in terms of the news and mm-hmm. what they put out to us and what we oh, receive. Yeah. Yeah, and that like because America was uh, loving Russia two years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, now they yeah. Tell remember? Them, don't like them, you know. Like you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't so they that. so they talked about how like um, w- how easy it is number one for the government to manipulate news, and right. that if they don't feel that it's of importance, um, they either won't say say anything at all, or you're gonna get a um, how do they say the. Uh, what is it? Yellow journalism or whatever, or white journalism? They say you get it in that version. So that that right. whole movie was um, to kind of talk about that, and um, I think that that movie was really interesting because it did make me think that way. Like, what are they trying to tell us throughout yeah. the whole movie? But most movies that doesn't happen for me until the end. Well, no, all those Jordan Peele movies. Oh yeah, true I that. I watched those true two that. or three times because the first time are... I'm like, what's going on? Okay, you okay, hold on. But, but now he <laughs> has a that unique. Get out. No, he has a unique out. way of, of making films, so his, too, is one of those ones where I think it's meant to be watched more than one time, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to revisit that movie, because there's no way you can get, if you're actually watching his movie, there's no way you can think of both, because there's usually a whole bunch happening yeah. that, like, you can't miss, you know what I'm saying? and all kinds of Right. Stuff. So well, you have to watch that. that music video that came out a few years ago, and everybody was, was talking about it, and everybody you heard talk about it, had a different take on it, found something in the movie. Um, Who's the... This know? is America, something yeah, like, who yeah. was that guy? Childish Gambino. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, Remember yeah, 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 yes, 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 All yes. that stuff was happening in the background? In the background, yeah. I watched that video like 30 times. Every time you <laughs> see something new, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, oh, shoot, okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 Him yeah, and Jordan Peele, though. They anything that you mm-hmm. want. You know, like, okay, like, perfect example, Fox News. Seven years ago, they got sued by... Uh, uh, Canada and Canada said you can no longer use the, the word news you have to just be Fox because they said they weren't Fox wasn't given accurate uh, you know because Canada is strict on you know bringing uh, publicity and, and, and news and they said you're doing fake news so <laughs> they went to court and they actually said that their news was entertaining and they said they don't have to be active. They can say their opinion. And 
their news was their opinion. And what bothers me now is that they're running around all day long now talking about Biden and making that oil prices go up and that it's the president's fault. The president has nothing to do with oil and we are still 20th below. If he's doing it to us, why is France, the Netherlands is paying $6 a gallon. You know, I mean, all of these countries that, you know, are like predominantly white, they all, they're all paying more than we are right now. And so Biden can't control the world's oil. You know, Nigeria, you know how much they pay for a gallon of gas? A dollar sixty. Because they have their own oil refinery, they have all of that stuff. And it's so funny because like Africa's the only the only continent in the world that can self-sustain and never have to export or import anything. You know, and everybody But that's why I think that they that they like when you talk about news here in America, why they make it seem like it's so desolate and poor there because if people really knew right. and you know, if, if everyone were to pack up and say, I'm going there, well, it would literally obliterate the global economy. Oh, we make, we're so much of that. Can, but, you, can you imagine the entertainment industry? If like, okay, like, you know what, when black TikTok uh, shut down. Yeah, because they were. The, yeah, they white weren't folks didn't credit. have no new dances. They didn't have it, you know what I mean? When, like, they, yeah, they everything that they have is based on you know they 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 whitewash it you know what they say that they're gonna make that in a hundred years they're gonna make two popular white <laughs> i've always i've always said anyway TikTok is a class it's uh, teaching the world how to be black anyway you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and i think I've that that's thought that yeah they did that came through when all those um TikTokers and, and it wasn't even just TikTok. they were doing it across um like instagram to all yeah, the black they creators had 30 days where they shut down yeah and they they would not make any content and they so i i saw a thread on twitter of like all of the new songs that had came out and that the, these white creators trying to like make something because these black creators were down for 30 days and you know that stuff still has to happen so they showed a thread of like all these people trying to make up dances and it, they were god awful they were terrible <laughs> right, right. they were terrible and like they didn't catch on of course so I mean that it I couldn't imagine what the entertainment I mean I, I couldn't imagine what a bunch of industries though would look well, like I if, mean look at sports you know? That's what I'm gonna say. It's right. a hell of industries that, like, if, if if we were to all pack our stuff and say we going over here, and you know, say so we take everything that that we invented and all that with us, the world would look crazy. It would look crazy. It would probably be back to pretty much like bartering and trading, and you know what I'm saying? Like, it would be it would be crazy. It would be crazy. But I think that's why they try to make that seem like you know Africa oh, seem like the <laughs> That it makes Africa. They seem like Africa is a place you don't want to be because they are self-sustaining, and it's one of, like you said, there's one of the only places that that you can actually do that. So, because I have friends that went there, and and that's why I think everyone says it's such a life-changing, like you know, journey that they make. I've known no one who's went there and said that their life like wasn't changed when they came back, and like they they either was like, I look, you don't want to come back here, you know what I mean? Um, so I. I can believe that. I can totally believe that. Hello, Miss Iris. How are you? <laughs> we can't hear you, Iris. I can't hear you. I'm good. How y'all doing? Great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. I'm just passing through. Yeah. Be back in <laughs> That was Miss Iris, the owner of Pipes and Pleasures. One, one third of the ownership of Pipes and Pleasures. <laughs> so those are my three topics. Did we do three? Yeah, we talked about it.
Oh, wow. Was that all Oh, well, we didn't really get into depth about the, the, the last one, though, because we, we, we deviated well, a little bit. Well, it wasn't really much to get into. It, it, was, it just... I, Something I was cracked you up. Yeah, I was just cracking up. Like, what? Like, everything going on in this video, it's, and you mad because he wouldn't count on because it, it wasn't... Now, have you, have video. you seen no, the video? I've never seen I was going to say, because y'all didn't see I, it. I saw the video. <laughs> when he video? said it, I looked at him like I, he had I, six heads. It's like an hour and 36 minutes. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty um, 67 minutes into it is fire. Oh no. The barn scene. Oh my god. He was scene. like she she was mad cuz her her husband took one of the women off of the out of the field and told her to go upstairs and get ready and she just she was mad. So she looked in the field and she saw the biggest dude. Mandingo. Mandingo. She was like, "You come in." He was like, "Yes, ma'am." <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, she pulled up her dress and he was scared. Like, I don't want to do this massacre on me. He was like, oh my God, this is so. Mm. He ended up loving it. And it's crazy because, let's just say that, um, because there has been this ongoing debate about, like, um, you know, sex, if you are interracially dating, and, like, how um, men on that side. Um, a lot of that stuff comes out during sex and how like uncomfortable that is. Um, I personally don't know. Mm -hmm. A lot Elaborate. of a lot of that <laughs> A lot of them have um what do you call them? They are um fetishes. Oh yeah. Um and so they 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 fetishize um like the the great culture or like that mm -hmm. slave and um, master sort of relationship mm -hmm. um and so that that's been like an ongoing topic in the community about people who interracially date like how do they like not feel any kind of way when those things come out during sex and like how do they you know like how does it make them feel when it does like because i don't i think i'll just turn around and start punching you know what i'm saying like i don't know like <laughs> you think it's more white men on black women or um from, well from women. what i've heard it's it's a lot more of the white men who are into that mm -hmm. um just because you know naturally when when you're you know having sex usually it is the man who's more so in like a uh, more dominant position if you right. will mm -hmm. um so that's where i've heard it not to say that it doesn't come out on the other side but i don't think there's probably not as many men willing to admit that, mm -hmm. obviously, um, that that it comes out on, on their side when it's a you know white woman versus a black male. Um, but it, it was always interesting because I don't know like how I would feel. You know what I'm saying? Like if those things came out, because I would be looking at you after like this. This didn't just come out like because well, it's you know. It's not. I would say it's not just race because like I remember. I can say it. I remember, I, you know, I kicked it with a, a white girl. <gasps> no, I'm just kidding. Right. <laughs> and she did like it aggressive, and I would say, you know, take this black, you know, and she would like, and she would like, she love like it. it. Yeah, you could tell, and it's like, she was really getting into it. She's like, and she even told me at the end, she's like, I, I really like when you did that, and you were aggressive, and you pulled my hair, and you said all that stuff to me. She's like, but... Could you just please quit calling me a bitch when you do it? All the racism is okay. Right, right, right. It's the B word I can't deal with. Like, what? It's like, please quit calling me a bitch when you do it. And I'm like, oh, well, okay. Sorry, bitch. Right, right. 
I don't know you. <laughs> right. you know? That's all I know you by. Right. What's your name? Right. <laughs> right. You know? Oh my God. That's what my mama called you. Yeah. You know? yeah. Or a little white bitch. Right. <laughs> oh, my sister's called you. Right, right. right. You know? My bad. I get it. I get it. She will forever feel uncomfortable after, after this reunion. <laughs> but no, like I that that comes out. So I just always wonder how like people felt about that. Like you know, it, it's just a turn. I mean, you know, it's like it's like I guess everybody got their own little fetish. Somebody, yeah, you know, some people like words. Some people like you know aggression. Some people like being choked out, yeah. slapped, you know, all kinds no, of things. It, 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 you know, it depends yeah. on your fetish, you know. You're a little king. See, that's the, that's the thing, though. It's like yeah. I, that, that king is one of those ones. Like, I don't judge people for their kings, but that one is one that I don't think that I could, like, live through and, like, deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so they doesn't ever go get you in the mood to hear some shit like that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I would just be like, first of all, I already felt like my ancestors were mad at me, but just... You know, <laughs> for you to get to say that, I don't think I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. But I've heard. But but like you said, though, I have heard now on the other side of that, like you know, the white women they are responsive to to when you guys do it. But I've never heard like if they, you know, say things that that are of that caliber that, you know, like how that makes men feel. It's usually like you said, y- y'all are kind of, you know, engaging that with them and they like it, but. I think I don't know. That's interesting. Like I don't. I just really like. What would you have done? Like if if it was coming from her, you get what I'm saying? Like how would you have felt? Well, it, it probably wouldn't have changed nothing because I was already choking the shit out of. Her. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you know, so I don't know. It might have went longer. I don't know. I don't know. It oh my more I'm not sure. Now, B, have you ever um, dated a um, a, a white woman? I have. Okay. Long time ago. Long, long time ago. Yeah. Okay. And how was how that experience? Like, how did you run into situations like that? I never had those encounters, like, <laughs> sexual, like, you know what yeah. I'm saying? But uh, I knew, I just know that there, there were people who didn't like it. And, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I, I ran into that a lot, especially like in public and stuff like that, you know, white yeah. with the white girl. I was going to say, was so that hard? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. My, you know, my uncle told me a long time ago, it's like, you can have an interracial relationship with the only place you'll be happy with is at home. Mm-hmm. You know, because you, you get the stairs, you get the comments. Yeah. And then, like, I remember when I, because I dated her for like over a year, mm-hmm. and um, and she would meet my family, she would just be like so amazed, like how nice everybody was. And I'm like, this is what we do, you know what right. I mean? Like, you know, and then she went to church with me one time, mm-hmm. and she was just like, it was like a whole different culture shock, you know? and. Mm-hmm. From there, she couldn't go to the regular white church anymore because, you know, she didn't have the, the feeling and all of that. But um, you could tell uh, through conversations and through the way she acted, um, her family would talk real crazy about me. Mm-hmm. Real crazy. So it's like, you know, you can, like I said, you can be happy at home. But you ain't going to be happy anywhere. No, you ain't going to be happy everywhere. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I have a friend who is currently in a situation ship, I'll call it. And he basically was like, he told her that, like, that's, it probably will never move past the serious situation right. because because of that. And he was like, you know, even on his side, he was like, I'm almost a thousand percent positive that they're not going to be accepting of that. And I think, like, 
you know, there used to be a saying like, if she can't use your comb, don't bring her home. And like, right. like that. You know, so, <laughs> I never so, heard that one. <laughs> so yeah, they, I mean, they, there's even on the other side, you know, there's kind of some some people who, you know, their parents have made it very clear to them that that's not going to be acceptable in our household. And, and usually they get over it. It's, but it's funny because after me, uh, she dated another black guy and they accepted him. And they loved him, but you know why? Yeah. He played for Ohio State. Mm-hmm. See, it's, it's funny how when you do sports that they sit there, they give you a different level of respect. But the average, me being the average black man, they just told her all the time, you know, you're going to cheat on you, you know, they're not faithful. And, mm-hmm. you know, she always, she had a lot of insecurities from just the words she was getting from men. Mm-hmm. Even though I never showed that in me. You know, she just. But if you keep hearing something, bad. Yeah, it was bad because that. And then the funniest thing was, every single one of her close friends she introduced me to tried to do. Try. They all wanted that experience. Did you go back and do them? No, when that chocolate lover. <laughs> <laughs> Near the end. When I knew it was over. Right, right. <laughs> but, oh my god. So I got something that I found kind of crazy and kind of interesting. So we've all heard heard of pedophiles, right? Mm-hmm. You know there are two other types. They're, yeah. they're called hebophiles and ephebophiles. Mm-hmm. No. The- so hebophiles are people who only go for like age ranges to like twelve right. to like yeah. sixteen year olds. Right. Okay. Then you got the ephebophiles. They go from like fifteen to like to like seventeen year olds. Okay. But the reason why you never hear anybody explaining this is because that sounds sick. You know what I'm saying? Like saying like I'm not a pedophile, but, but I'm, I'm like a hebrew You know yeah. what I'm saying? Or he, you know, that's kind of weird. It's an um, that's it's like an umbrella term more yeah, so exactly. than. But there's a lot of states down south that still they say consent is 16. Yeah, in in Ohio it's 16. I thought it was 18. Yeah, 16. That's it. Ohio consent is 16, but they still, um, it, I mean, there is still um, statutory, though. They still have, that's still a thing, but your consent with, in terms of, like, another 16-year-old, another, like, 18-year-old, you don't have to be 16, but they will still, you know, be shown statutory for being too old. But, yeah, and yeah. I, I think that's a, such a weird, like, that's such a weird age to set that at, to be honest with you. Um just because as a female, um, and at 16, I was a freshman. Um, I, I was either a freshman or getting ready to, or I was um, either a freshman or a sophomore, I can't remember. Um, but I was a fo- sophomore or freshman in high school, and like, you don't freaking know anything at that age, you know what I mean? So that, the fact that the consent age is that is that is, is, a, is a very impressionable age. So I, I think it's really like, Right. says a lot that that's where they set it at you know what I mean and really haven't made those changes to that you know so I yeah very strange but I did not know that that there was like well, the, that there's actual terms yeah. for like those age ranges yeah. I mean it yeah I, I just think it's all of course all wrong but <laughs> but that umbrella term I think I, and you know what's so crazy is I think that 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 umbrella term because it's been around for so long. I feel like so many people are like low key desensitized to to it too. Like, I think like even like I've told y'all before. Like I hear people make jokes like about pedophilia, and I just like there's nothing funny about that to me ever. You know what I'm saying? And 
it, it's, it just amazes me how like people can even joke about that you know what I'm saying and it's very insensitive and especially around people you you know you don't know what their past trauma is so I always thought that that was like such a weird thing to joke about but I realized that like more people and older folks I, you know see no problem with joking about it. and I'm just like I don't think that's funny you know what I mean like and you don't know who's around you Especially when there are, you know, women, I mean, even men too, though, you know, who are around you, but you don't know what they've been through. So that joke can be very offensive. I'm going to tell you something crazy that I saw the other day when I was driving down the street. You know where that Planned Parenthood is? Mm-hmm. I was driving down the street, and there's all these people right, 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 right there, there you know, protesting yeah. and all that. They'd be blocking this all the sidewalks, can't speak. was in the middle of the street. Uh-huh. He had this huge sign with an arrow pointing towards the Planned Parenthood and said, Child Sacrifice Center. And I was like, and I started laughing because it was just funny how he was just looking like <laughs> child sacrifice. You know, I was right like, here. What is going on? <laughs> no, them songs that they be holding, I'd be like, where did y'all even come up with this? <laughs> right. like, what child sacrifice? Like, no. But them people, I called the police on them before because they be blocking the road and you already can't see on that little turn on yeah. main street i called the police on them <laughs> the non-emergency line but i called on the them. non-emergency line no that's <laughs> the be in the way for sure 912 311 yeah. oh okay oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a 912 <laughs> they, they actually have a 64 phone number too though like it's you i think you can dial 311 but it, it, i doubt like they have like an actual like 614 number that's you know i know you, because somebody called on me because i didn't bring my counselors in in time are you? The, the trash goes out on on a Monday. Mm-hmm. Where I live at in Bexley, there's a, there's a certain time frame, and I didn't know this. So on Monday, they come in and get the trash. You have to have your dumpsters back up off the curb by two in the afternoon. Who Are you gets serious? home that early? Nobody. So somebody actually called on me. I got a, I got a letter in the mail and everything. Are you serious? She's the first one. <laughs> wow. You lucky we let you in back. Right. 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 <laughs> that was basically that point. That was basically right, that point. Right. No, but that's crazy. I didn't over that. You could have asked my neighbor. You could have just wrote me a note on my door and said, hey, neighbor. You know. Well, you could have brought my trash in. Somebody in Bexley, somebody could have just drove by and saw it again. <laughs> Be like, that's where that black thing was. Yeah. <laughs> I heard there was one on the right. street. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there goes the neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I feel like, dang, like, right here, you know, if you're my neighbor, come knock on my door and say, hey, neighbor, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Did you know? I would, I would, Especially if they need When you said two, I thought you meant by Tuesday. Um, we are no, because the two p.m. on that day, that's, that's insane. Because what time so do they come pick up the time? How did you get it done? Like seven? I still don't do it. I don't oh, do it as soon as I get home from work. Right. Like three, four in the afternoon. Yeah, but, okay. but yeah. You gotta deal with it. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, I don't know anybody, like you said, if you don't work from home, you're, there's no, you're not there. No way. Yeah. Where did that start? I've never heard that. And if I want to leave my trash can down here, what does it, like, really? And we one, all know we have trash. One of them OJ laws, you know, they, they change the laws up, you know. They just, they don't, it's there, but they only recognize it when they want to recognize it. Oh, yeah. I'll be stressed out at work. I'm like, dead trying to get home. <laughs> yeah, I got it. I need a cigar. I got it. <laughs> you gotta take your lunch break at the crib. Right. Put your, trash, <laughs> put your trash up. Oh my god. Not that I just stressed it over taking the trash can back. <laughs> I'm still wanna fight zombies. Right. <laughs> That's hilarious. 
Yeah, I, I, I never heard of that. Our people, this one lady next door to me right now, her trash can is, is tipped over, and I rode by it like, that ain't none of my business. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She'll get to it when she get to it. We I all like, know. I like hitting them when they're in the street. Just, you know, just running them like, like, just pushing them like, blah. I like you know them. what they, what system that you need to take care of in terms of the trash? So is, is this um, yearling? They are probably somebody who really does have to have a time to put theirs back, just because the road and yeah. and like when the wind, like today, the wind was really bad, and those are easily I have seen those the Yeah, there's only two lanes on yearling. Exactly. So you gonna hit one? And they're not like it's the widest lanes ever right. either. So yeah, you yeah, it's inevitable that you hit one. But I think so. So they probably are someone who needs something like that. But I think that's such a like they just should probably have had like a different way of doing theirs in general, anyways. Because mm-hmm. that's such a dangerous like place to have them right, right. there on those streets. Right. I, I, yeah, I've, I've almost hit plenty of those. Plenty. I never hit one, but I almost did. <laughs> I almost did. So, anybody else have anything? I think that's good. I think I'm, I'm good. I'm good. All right. Well, this has been Tips and Sips. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. See you next time. <laughs>